0: Ted Audio Collective.
1: Honestly, I can't believe this is happening. I, it's It's been great watching you kind of evolve and grow with this podcast. I
0: saw the first announcements. Oh, I mean, my God. Yeah. Wow. So you're OG. Yeah, yeah. Canva presents stories to keep you up at night. It was an ordinary work day until... The Singapore presentation is at... <laughs> 3 a.m. The office was shocked. (laughs) That's when we sleep. Maya made it less scary with Canva. (laughs) I'll just record my presentation so Singapore can watch it anytime. Record and present anytime with Canva presentations at Canva.com. Designed for work. Hey, I'm Dylan Marin, and welcome back to the show. Sort of. This is an in between episode between seasons two and three, so this is not an official episode, but what I wanted to do is, I wanted to talk to you, the listener. I've gotten so many emails and so many DMs and so many comments from all of you wonderful people with questions, with excitement, with things you want to share with me, and that is so lovely, and I wanted to have an opportunity to talk to you. So that's exactly what I'm going to do in this listener call. I'm going to call a listener named Caleb, and I'm going to take some questions from him, and we'll talk. Here is Caleb. Hey, how are you Caleb? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. This is our first time speaking offline.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, honestly, I can't believe this is happening. I It's it's been great watching you kind of evolve and grow with this podcast. I think you announced it before the first episode release, yeah, if I remember right. Good memory. Yes. So, I saw I saw the first
0: announcement. I oh mean, my god. Yeah. Wow. So, you're OG yeah yeah it's i've i've been following
1: things you're Related to you for several years Oh my god, for well
0: sure. Caleb, thank you for Even following along It's like, I think when you Make stuff for the internet And you put it out there, you, you're Sometimes like, are there humans out there <laughs> Who are consuming yeah. this? You know, you <clears throat> well, see you see Numbers, but it doesn't at, Yeah,
1: It's crazy because when you look at views Or listens or downloads Or mm-hmm. whatever, one doesn't Seem like a lot, mm-hmm. you know, you're like right. Man, I only had one listener <laughs> yeah, or two yeah, fifty-four yeah, 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 or a yeah. 255, yeah. but that one person that's their whole life, you yeah. Know? Like, totally, they're, they're,
0: yeah, yeah. So I mean, and, I'm, and it's I'm funny, one of those ones. you're one of those ones. I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I, I love making work for the internet, and I'm not planning to stop. I think what i just mean is like. It's an art form where there's a kind of different relationship with the audience. On the one hand, you see these numbers kind of blow up and spike, and these numbers seem huge. But when you don't get to interface with any of those people, it's like, oh, maybe that's not real. You know, that's just a digit I'm seeing. Yeah. So, Caleb, before we launch into your questions, I would just love to start by knowing a little about you. So, as I always ask at the beginning of every conversation, no matter who it's with, um, why don't you tell me about you in as many or as few details as you want to share?
1: Yeah, it's it's a little hard to summarize. I think everyone's (laughs) life is...
0: But yes, you have uh, two seconds thing, to summarize your entire life. Go. <laughs> I, there's not enough time. <laughs> okay, great. The big things for me.
1: I am a heavily involved religious person. I'm a Seventh Day Adventist. Oh wow. Um, I work with my local church, mm-hmm. and on a on a bigger scale with my denomination. I'm specifically addressing issues of millennials and Gen Z. Oh wow. And there's a concern there because. My age group is dropping off of religion Mm -hmm. or organized religion at a much, much higher rate than any generation before. Mm -hmm. And for me, being a millennial, that makes total sense. Mm -hmm. You know, we we see kind of the united trends in our thinking patterns, our our craving for diversity and and something better in the world. Mm -hmm. And when church is not the place offering that, we just aren't going to be there, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm but i run a a one of the many many humans of pages um, mm-hmm, on mm-hmm, social media mm-hmm. called humans of adventism oh my god and yeah and we have we have i think 4500 followers and that's it's been amazing. about a year and a half yeah wow. and, and i run it from my cell phone on top of my regular job Oh, <laughs> so i'm not <laughs> that's I'm not wonderful by, yeah yeah i'm not employed by the church or
0: anything i just did it yeah. and
1: basically it was to to tell our own
0: stories. Yeah. And for listeners who might not know, if you could give a Wikipedia entry of Seventh-day Adventists, what? Yeah. how would you describe it?
1: Well, that's funny because usually we're talked about more like an urban legend. Like, you <laughs> oh, really? know, like
0: some weird, like, yeah, we're, we, we are not
1: mainstream Christians. Mm-hmm. Um, but that comes from, we use the same Bible as most Protestants, like mm-hmm. Baptists and things like that. And we came from Baptist and Methodist backgrounds, mm-hmm. but basically we were people who, we were abolitionists mm-hmm. during the Civil War when our church started. Great. We you were on the right side the of way,
0: history. In, in that one. Yeah. Yeah. Always, yeah, yeah, Okay, sure. great. Okay. But, you know, uh, I think slavery is a we, good thing to be on the right side of history for, So, so that's a good start. For sure. Yeah.
1: But we took the Bible and did some deeper study into the traditions of Christianity. Mm-hmm. and found a lot of things that we didn't agree with our church's tradition on. Mm-hmm. So there are certain teachings like for example Adventists believe that hell is an event with a beginning and an end. Hmm. Right? There's no there's no concept of eternal like torturing people. And the other thing that that we're really known for is since we are Seventh-day Adventists, that Seventh-day part of the name is that we believe that the seventh day of the week is mm-hmm. Sabbath, mm-hmm. like the Jews do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for a progressive Adventist, that means it's a day of rest. It mm-hmm. means that you know you don't go to work that day, mm-hmm. uh, you don't take your tests that day, mm-hmm. that is carved out every week to reset.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: For more traditional and legalistic Adventists, that there's a whole list of rules of things that people don't do. Mm-hmm. So it varies, but generally an Adventist will, Saturday will be a day that they will not work for you. Hmm. Um, I, I think just for the sake of time, other important things in my life, I, I'm i happily
0: married. Oh, nice. I got married very young. How young? I was 20 and my wife was 18. Oh my God. Wow. Young yeah. marriage. And who says millennials been aren't getting married? And- Look at you. I know, yeah. I know, we're countercultural, yeah. We, we've we been together for 10 years. 10 years, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, um, well, congratulations yep. on 10 years, that's big. Thank you. I also think, you know, those lists of like, millennials are killing blank, of like, millennials are sure. killing the diamond industry. Um, here we are, two millennials who are married, talking on the phone together, so. Breaking the stereotypes. <laughs> breaking the stereotypes, okay, so you're married, 10 year anniversary, anything else you want to share? Um, i think
1: I think I want to save some time
0: for questions. Okay, I have a yeah. lot to ask you, no, please. let's i I want to jump right into the questions. I just didn't want you know, i I think selfishly on my end, I just wanted to get to know you a little. But yes, please, let's go right into the questions, kick us off. Tell me your questions, okay.
1: So I'm glad that we opened with this religious part of my
2: life. Mm-hmm.
1: well, it, it's it's in every part, but mm-hmm. specifically, the question that I want to ask is, I'm looking at the next five to 10 years, potentially gaining a lot of influence in my denomination. Mm -hmm. And I'm also looking at a history of toxic and abusive relationships between Christianity and LGBTQIA Mm plus
2: people. Mm -hmm.
1: And so there's going to be a time when me and my peers are leading out. I mean, we are leading religion. Mm-hmm. It will be passed on to us.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And my question is, as both a digital influencer and mm-hmm. as someone taking over leadership who's going to be religious,
2: mm-hmm.
1: what are some ways that we can heal our relationships?
2: Mm-hmm. You
1: know? and, and what are some ways that we can actually build relationships, even if somebody you know, doesn't believe like us? Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's what I want to focus
0: on. Well, that's a terrific question and I want to answer it. I just I think the important caveat that I should share before I do is to share with you that I am not directly religiously affiliated and I'm not a religious leader, so I'm just trying to be transparent in where my expertise lies, sure, and specifically where it doesn't. But I think what I can say with confidence based on the lessons I've learned from making this podcast is that I think it's really hard because when you're trying to combat bigotry, I I guess bigotry is the best word I can use. But when you're trying to combat bigotry, it is hard because what really needs to be demonized is the school of thought that allowed that bigotry to grow. And not the individual people who, you know, kind of came under the spell of that bigotry. You know, like, these dangerous schools of thoughts that make us fear other people are dangerous because we're kind of all susceptible to them. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I didn't grow up thinking in progressive ways. Mm -hmm. You know, this is, I've had to learn to explore and be curious as an adult. Hmm. I, you know, it's and I think that's sort of a, not a universal thing, but a very common thing for mm-hmm. people my age is it's easier for us to come in contact with diverse groups of people hmm. through the internet and just through a rapidly changing social landscape hmm. that it's almost like we have our own privilege in internet literacy
2: <laughs> yeah. or
1: in That's, you know, that's well you know, said, there, yeah. there, you have people who grew up for sixty years of their life, mm-hmm. surrounded by people who look and think like them,
2: mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. and they're very quickly being challenged. And it's almost like the whole world is like turning, and they don't understand what's going
2: on. Mm-hmm.
1: It, it's it's such a challenge when people have lived a certain life for so long before you existed.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know,
0: <laughs> you were saying that it was the internet, the kind of introduced you to the whole wider world out there, right? I think the spark started with my wife. Mm-hmm. I My wife is—her family's
1: from the Dominican Republic. So mm-hmm. growing up until high school, I was surrounded by straight, white, Christian mm-hmm. people, mm-hmm. not just where I went to school, but, I mean—
0: But your community, in, yeah.
1: Yeah. Everywhere I went, it was very rare to see a person of color. Yeah. Very rare to even hear about someone who was not
0: straight. Yeah.
1: Um and so it was really eye opening when we started dating kind of the different um challenges that yeah. they were facing just just by being born in a different country. Yeah. So I'd say that was the spark where I started being curious but yeah. the internet accelerates your ability to come in contact with diverse people.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, it it's, and that's so interesting, but I also think it's about how you use the internet because, like, on the other sure. hand, the internet can absolutely be there to confirm your worst beliefs. You know, like your your biggest fears. Yeah. It can, and let's let's take something that is not even political, right? Meaning, meaning not political, not social. I can attest to this because when I have like the most minor symptom and I go search for what that symptom means on the internet, like I am just like I have every horrible disease. Not just one of them. I have five of them. Do you know what I mean? And so that is a really good example of the internet being this mechanism that is there, willing to take our fears, echo them, multiply them, and reflect back to you the horrendous thing that will soon be growing on your body. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Um, But... But, 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 I am so not of this mindset, and I so do not believe in this idea, this notion, like, the internet is trash. Burn the internet. Do right. you know what I mean? Like, I think the internet is just reflective of who we humans are. Is it easy for people who are susceptible to radicalization to get radicalized on the internet? Yes, but yes. are we also introducing strangers to each other in actually a really good way yes also yep. um and so so interesting that that was the case for you yeah yeah i guess i guess i got a little off topic but what i was trying to say it's really important to recognize that the people who uphold these dangerous ideologies in your church and in any church and mm-hmm. in any religious space and in any community that isn't religious it is not necessarily that those people are evil you know <laughs> it's like right. it's not that they themselves are horrible people it is that they became susceptible to dangerous and divisive ideology that is particularly dangerous Because it is so easy to fall into. Do you know what I mean? So I think the big thing as you work to be the band-aid, to build the bridge, pick your metaphor, I think the big thing that you're tasked with doing is, one, both uplifting and kind of protecting the most marginalized And it's not about rushing them out of the closet um, so that they can build the bridge, you know, Um, but it is about kind of holding space for them and holding space for the people who you don't yet know are of that community. But also at the same time doing that really frustrating thing of acknowledging that the people who are their quote-unquote antagonists are also people too. Yeah, yeah. And not that their bigotry should be given a space to flourish, and not that their hate or distaste should be given a space to flourish, but that they themselves as humans should be given a space to be like, hey, I get it. We're all in this weird human experience together. You know, kind of making it clear that it is an ideology that's dangerous, not themselves inherently. Because I think that's a hard hard place to start from when you're calling someone evil, Right? Because I think when you're sure. labeled as evil for something that you don't believe to be evil, you just go further and further into the fringes of that ideology. Sometimes, uh, are mm-hmm. there some cases of people being called evil and then in the moment they're like, yes, you're right, I am evil and I will change this. I think that happens in movies because we have like a limited time right. to be <laughs> yeah. in the theater to watch that right. happen. But I think in the actual messy lifeness of it all, I don't know that people are so open to change when they're called evil, you know?
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. So, wait, but I welcome any other questions you have. Okay.
1: So, I want to talk about ads. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> okay, yeah. How do you, how do you feel about – because I know that most podcasters, most uh, YouTubers, most digital creators use ads, and I get why, because – we need to fund our stuff. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you feel like that they distract from your content? That is, or do you so feel like we're
0: at this interesting?
1: Yeah, or do you feel like we're at this point where we we almost feel comforted by ads, where it's like it makes it official?
0: Wow, I love this question. Also, the reason I love this question, Caleb, is that. The timing of this question means that it is likely that this question will be surrounding an ad break. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Um, Perfect. (laughs) Stay right there. We'll be right back. Before we continue, I just want to say thanks for being here. Also, you can be on this show, too. Has someone said something negative about you online, or maybe you've said something negative about someone else? Either way, after this episode is over, go to www.conversationswithpeoplewhohateme.com where you can fill out a guest form. And if you don't want to be on this show, that is totally cool. I appreciate you just the same. Maybe consider telling a friend about this show. Word of mouth has brought this podcast around the world, so your recommendation goes a long way. All right, let's get back to the conversation. Um, So it is (laughs) highly likely that an ad just played. (laughs) So the way I think about this is I want my work to be as accessible as possible to people. And advertising provides the ability for ads to run on your work. And Mm -hmm. then people can just listen to them, right? Like ads are essentially – saying, okay, here is an interested audience, so we're going to sneak in, and we're going to talk about our product. And I'm okay with that just because the alternative, and, and when I say I want to make it as accessible to possible as possible to people, it's that I want to make it as free as possible, right? So right. if the right. price you have to pay is 70 seconds of listening to an ad, that is more affordable to some people than you know a five dollar a month membership. you know also there are some people who, for a host of different reasons, cannot get a credit or debit card, right so like sure, I want them to be listening to it too. I guess to me, ads are the easiest way to make it accessible to people. Because Mm -hmm. the price that I'm asking them to pay for that is just their listening ear for a finite amount of time. And this is not to knock like um, people who use the model of donation or people who use the model of wealthy benefactors because, you know, I think for some people that is a thing where, um, you know, they have the ability to do that. I think if I had all the money in the world, I would not run ads on it, but that's just not my reality, you know? Well, I was just
1: asking because so far, first of all, I haven't been big enough to really worry about ads Mm -hmm. with Humans of Adventism yet.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, We've been just using Patreon, and Mm -hmm. that's done really well. Mm -hmm. But as I kind of forecast the coming years, these are things that I'm thinking about,
0: Mm -hmm. Well, I think, like, you know, famous last words, if then a month from now I'm asking people for donations. So so right. I guess <laughs> take this with a big grain of salt, you, Caleb, and you listeners listening in on this conversation. Um, it's not that I don't believe in... Like, I don't really feel any kind of way about people who do ask for donations. In fact, sometimes I toy with the idea. Mm -hmm. I just currently don't because I... I mean, I grew up watching, you know, traditional television where I was just used to ads running on things. Yeah. So, I... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, to me, it's just like... I don't even want to say a necessary evil because I don't fully believe that it's evil. (laughs) It's just like it is a necessary part of work. You know, like you got to pay the bills and it would be – if anyone is, like, against the idea of the fact that I have ads on this, it's like, well, would you like to pay for the production of this right. podcast? And would you like to pay for the time I spend producing it? And would you like to pay for my editing time? And for um, Vin, who's our audio engineer, for his time for smoothing the levels of the podcast out, like, would you like to pay for my metro card so I can get around the city? Yeah, yeah I, I, I just, I see it as, like, a necessary part and um it is it is a way to pay rent um sure. in, in the in the kind of metaphoric way and yeah ads are ads they're there and i guess we're seeing examples of things more on like visual streaming services where you can if you're paying monthly then you don't have the ad experience which you know Tells you exactly what it is. It's like, do you want to just give us our give us your money directly or indirectly? Because right. <laughs> by by giving yeah, yep. the time with your ear, you're giving it indirectly. It's a different right. cost to you, but by paying x amount of dollars a month, you're then paying it directly. So, I. But then again, like, I, I want people to feel free to drop into this podcast, to drop out, to, like, not feel completely financially beholden to it. But I love the creators like you who are like, yeah, you know, I th- this is how we're funding it. I totally get that. Sure. Yeah. Okay. I was just curious. No, I love. Do you have another question? I have one more. Yes, and I'll take
1: is, it. This is
0: about
1: kind of your personal life and relationship, not too personal, no. but just as somebody... I mean, somebody. truly
0: ask anything you want, but go for it. <laughs> so as somebody who's using the
1: internet often and mm-hmm. you have, you know, several social media platforms or, mm-hmm. you know, pages and mm-hmm. and you have your podcast and everything and all these different analytics and comments,
2: mm-hmm.
1: how do you, like, how do you carve out like the space in your mind to be present? With your husband.
0: Oh my god. Or or not just, not just with him, but yeah. people you love. It's really challenging. It is yep. really, really, really challenging. And I think I've gotten a little better at it. And by better, I mean less all consumed by internet time. Um mm-hmm. but it's challenging because, you know, like th- this. Space, the space where we are talking right now, the space where listeners are listening to it right now, um, the or where listeners have downloaded it from at the very least, and the space where I will then send you a little note to say, oh, my God, thanks, Caleb. It was great to talk to you. And then mm-hmm. the same space where I could get an email from my mom and the same space where I could get a hugely important email from any number of people I'm working on something with. Do you know what I mean? It's all the same place. And yeah. it, it's the place where I go for a break to look at pictures of friends, and it is the place mm-hmm. where I produce my work and release my work. So yes. it, it, the challenge is like there are no boundaries. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I will – this is like – um kind of embarrassing to admit because I would love to not be this person. But there are times um, when my husband asks me to put my phone away, (laughs) you know, and that is embarrassing to admit to you out loud right now because I want to more clearly delineate those spaces and I want to be more present. I Something that I found that I've really been leaning into a lot is reading. And that is like a nice way to like fully invest in something, meaning like that is a way to like, I guess, remind my mind about how to be present with something that isn't a screen. Yeah. Now, the only problem with that is the big way that I read is by listening to audiobooks. And so, um, that's on your phone, yes, but almost that's like nicely challenging because I like it is, I have to practice willpower of like, okay, we're in the middle of this chapter, we are not gonna open Instagram, you know, we are, uh, we are just nearing the climax of this book, we're not gonna tweet, and that so, so it's like, it's almost like I am in. In the place where I could tempt myself the most, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. but it's, yeah, I guess I guess the most honest answer that I can give you is that it is a challenge, and I'm still working through it, yeah. and and I'll be honest, too, I have the same struggle. and I think what is most troubling to me is that for me, it's like just so normalized to my brain, you know, yeah, um, and that's scary and again not scary because the internet is bad <laughs> but just scary because yeah. like there is a device that has all of my attention and yeah i think it's um i already had a low attention span going into it <laughs> so <Yeah>. it it <laughs> exploited that and um yeah. now i i worry that my attention span is even lower But I actually have a question for you that I wanted to talk to you about. Yeah. I'm thinking about changing the title of this show. And I would... I can tell you why, but I would love to know your thoughts. The quick why is, one, as you've heard, like a bunch of my guests really bristle at the title. Mm -hmm. Um, And two... Uh, there is very sca- there are very scary things happening in this country with groups that are rightfully called hate groups, and not right. that I you know like I think the huge thing to be clear is like I must delineate, like we 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 need to distinguish like negative speech with hate speech, while acknowledging maybe the connection between them and the susceptibility for those who practice one to fall into the other, but I don't. I don't want to like equate my guests with those groups, sure, unless they identify as that, which I can tell you with almost one hundred percent confidence that like none of my guests do. Right. Yeah. Anyway, how does that sit with you? And and if you don't have an answer, that's totally fine. I know that's putting you in a in a spot to. Oh, answer. I always I okay. always have an opinion. Okay, great. Share, uh, please. So I I think I recently answered your tweet, but it was. Oh, I did not a bunch see that. Of other in a nice way, I've um, actually been off my phone for a lot of today, not to brag. So I don't think I saw that. Nice. I'm,
1: I'm proud of you. Oh, thank you, Caleb. <laughs> it's a big day. Um, so you're going to have to make that decision based on the specifics of mm-hmm. that you're dealing with. But I will say, as just an outsider looking in, um, the title worked. Mm-hmm. I, I liked it. And it was it was catchy where, I mean, I've shared this podcast with, tons of people, oh. and it it really, I think, grabbed them. You know, I never thought, okay, he's calling a, you know, Westboro Baptist church mm-hmm. person.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I never thought that's what it was going to be. Mm-hmm. I, I really, I think that we can differentiate a lot of people anyway.
2: Mm-hmm. The
1: difference between hate, like hate, and mm-hmm. hate, like I kind of hate that guy.
2: Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm.
1: we use that term in both ways commonly.
0: Mm-hmm. So well I, I I you know Yeah, I get that and clearly that's why it's been that way for a year and a half. You know what I mean like I'm I'm mm-hmm. I st- I stood by the title very strong and I and in a sense still do. I think for growth of of the concept even it's something that I think is crucial and and it's not that I'm opposed to that word, and and you've clearly heard me stand by why I use it. But I don't know. There's something in my gut that's kind of like telling me it's the right thing to do. And the title that I'm gravitating towards is—it's super simple, um, but it's called—it w- it would be Why Did You Say That? Mm. Because it would, be, it would be taking this theme that I'm teasing or that I've been kind of like— has been growing throughout the show, which is that the idea that this show is an asterisk on the First Amendment. You know, it's like, yes, please say whatever you want to say, but I also think there should be, like, this invisible corollary, almost, that yeah. asks that you listen to a person who that speech has affected. Yep. And so I really so strongly value the opinion of people who have like listened closely to this show and so i really value yeah. your opinion so anyway that's that's kind of what i'm dealing with here well yeah i think yeah. that if if you
1: were going to change the title that's a good choice though. oh great Great. You know, at, at least it still kind of captures what you're doing. Yeah. You know, I think that could work. Because honestly, even just like the acronym for conversations with mm-hmm. people who are doing it's <laughs> yes. kind of hard.
0: It's long. Yeah. Yeah. No, and I
1: and think... You, there's no, yeah. like, good hashtag for it. No.
0: You know? No. Th- yeah. Thank you for saying that. And also... Another thing, and this is super subtle, but I think about, like, the subtlety of language a lot. I mean, hello, welcome to this show. It's about the language we use. But inherently, there is something—I understand that the show is not like this. I'm just talking title. But inherently, when you put a me in the title, you want to know, oh, who is that me? And with the new style of moderated conversations, clearly that me is someone else. But Mm only— only active listeners know that. Whereas something yeah, like why did yeah. you say that? That's more of an invitation. And I think there's something attractive to me about like the fact that it's a question because that is the question I always ask people in the show. Yeah. But I don't know. I I do also really appreciate what you just shared. So, I'm going to I'm going to chew on it for a little bit. Cool. Yeah. Well, Caleb, any final thoughts? Any final things you want to share?
1: I I just I want to thank you again for what you're doing and just, Oh my God. You know, I, I probably will be paying attention for as long as you do this.
0: Oh my God. So if
1: you, if you need anything, I mean, I I recognize that once you have a certain level of a platform, you have a lot of people to keep up with. Mm -hmm. So, you know, no expectations there, but if you do need feedback, I would always be happy to, to share my honest opinion. Or, no,
0: I I you know. so appreciate that. Like I said at the beginning of this call, it's when you make stuff for the internet or, or other platforms, you don't always like get to know those individual people uh, who are listening to yeah, it. Yeah. And so I really like this is the kind of thing that like gives me energy. So really thank you so much, and I, I would love that. I mean, I, value, I so value your opinion and... It's been so lovely to talk to you. So thanks for taking the time to do that. Definitely. Thanks for having me. Well, um, Caleb, I will see you on the internet, I'm sure. Um, and, And thank you so much for listening. Yeah, definitely. Good luck with everything. Sounds good. I'll talk to you soon, Caleb. All right. Bye. Bye. If you'd like to be a guest on this show and take your own online conversation and move it offline, please visit www.conversationswithpeoplewhohateme.com for more information. Conversations with People Who Hate Me is a production of Nightvale Presents. Vincent Cascione is the sound engineer and mixer. Christy Gressman is the executive producer. The theme song is These Dark Times by Caged Animals. The logo was designed by Rob Wilson. And this podcast was created, produced, and hosted by me, Dylan Marin. Special thanks to Adam Cecil, Emily Moeller, and our publicist, Megan Larson. Remember, there's a human on the other side of the screen.
1: through these dark times,
0: and it's hard to take it, but we're gonna make it through these dark times, make it through these dark
2: times,
0: make it through these dark times.